Well, hey there, Blessed for the Smith crew. So glad that you're tuning in for a bonus episode. So awesome. Um, So let's just talk about that for a moment. Um, Total like brain fart moment. I don't know if any of you, I'm sure there's so many that can relate where you're just going, you're getting after it. You're those moms that you, you know, you just make things happen and, um, totally had it on my calendar. I had a post-it note in my car, like on my dashboard and just kind of reminder of the date for my IEP for Ava and, um, remind you, we are at a new school, new district. And so, you know, I was definitely really excited for this and really anticipating it. So I was ready. And um, I was so confused the morning of um, Wednesday when I, you know, had kind of shared on Instagram that I was getting ready to go into our IEP. And her teacher was like, oh, good morning. All right. Thanks for bringing Ava. We'll see you later. And I was kind of thinking like, well, yeah, you're like going to see me in like five minutes. Why are you pretending like you're going to see me later when it's like right now? And so it got me thinking and I was like, oh, okay. And I thought maybe she was just doing that, you know, because Ava was right there and, you know, she was just trying to be respectful of Ava and not getting like Ava excited that mom was sticking around or something. And um, I looked down at my phone and realized, oh, today isn't the fifth, it's the fourth. And I wrote it on my calendar at home that the IEP was on Wednesday, even though I had the date for September 5th in my car and I just like had it dead on and pretty sure the post-it might have said Thursday. Not sure. So that's why hence we are here for a bonus episode because I had originally planned to share with you on Wednesday kind of real time what um, going into the IEP looked like and kind of coming out of it and kind of my thoughts on it. And um, so that's what I'm doing with you now. So before we get started, I wanted to know, is there any moms out there that bring snacks to their IEP? Um, I talked to one mom and she brings a whole bunch of goodies. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm in the wrong IEPs and I must have not got the memo that we get together and have baked goods during this time because I'm all for it. And so just curious, like, what do you guys do? Do you bring anything with you aside from maybe notes and stuff that you've prepared to share? Um, definitely curious to know what you guys do. Um, now in the past for myself, if you've gone through, if you go back into some of my posts, um, a little bit back, I want to say it's got to obviously be about a year ago now. So If you have time and you're one of those girls that just wants to scroll, go ahead, feel free to go scroll through my page on Instagram, my personal page, because um, I do share how I prepared for one of those IEPs at one point and just kind of this assessment that we were going through. It was a very challenging year. We were in a um, situation that wasn't the greatest. It was kind of the first time that we really felt like... um, Ava didn't have the resources that she should have had provided to her. So it was a very challenging time for sure. So I definitely prepared myself for that morning um, with a bunch of notes and kind of shared a little bit of that. So if you have time, totally feel free to go check that out. 
But um, yeah, this time around though, I actually didn't prepare any notes. Um, I kind of feel like I've had a good sense of direction of where I feel we need to focus for Ava. And the biggest one, of course, is communication because I feel like we haven't really had a strong structure in place because there's been so many other things that we've been focusing on and then um, getting those in place years before, you know, her independency with walking was a huge one for me because I just, that I mean, we saw that she was capable of it, but we also knew that the time was really important to do that. But I feel in doing so, we kind of neglected a huge important piece, of course, which is communication. And so now, you know, she's seven years old and my fears, you know, as a human naturally, I'm like, oh my God, are we too late? We're so late in the game to get this going. You know, have I set my daughter up to fail? And that is a huge thought that I I definitely feel like I've burdened myself with and just wondering if I chose the right direction. But we're here so there's really no point in me reflecting on it too much to the point that it like makes me feel like I'm a horrible mom because we're all out there doing the best that we can and as long as we do put our best foots forward and you know just go with our gut instinct for the most part I feel like is usually right on um I think we do have to give ourselves grace because these are uncharted territories uncharted waters and um you know we can definitely take notes and collaborate together on, you know, what we do in situations that maybe another mom isn't doing or another family isn't doing. And that will inspire them, you know, to to include that into their IEP or into incorporating that in their child's life or whatever it be. But every child's different. They're not cookie cutter. And so what sequence might work for one might not work for the other. And so just keeping that in mind too, you know, like, it's not a cookie cutter system and we've got to really just kind of make the best judgments and go with it and you know sometimes in the moment we might feel like it's the best thing and it ends up not being the greatest but we roll with the punches right so that's kind of my little spiel there with that um so communication is a huge one of course you know I feel like right now we're in a position where we've figured out you know kind of how to understand Ava in a lot of different ways Um, She's done really great at letting us know something that she wants for the most part. Um, What that looks like for us is if she wants water, she will grab a water bottle and shove it in our face until we get the point that, hey, mom, I want water. And she usually does a um, physical cue of, you know, bringing the water to us and then saying mom or more. And that's her way of saying, hey, like, I want, I want some water. And that'll be with anything. If she wants food, she knows how to open the pantry door, which is super cute. And sometimes not always the greatest because I'm constantly picking up after her. But I will take it because that is a form of communication. And it's also her um, being very independent at the same time of saying, like, hey, like, this is what I want. This is what I'm feeling. I can do this part, but I need help with the later part of it, Right. So I do love that. Um, So communication there and, you know, just for the fact, too, that we do experience frustration on both ends, Daniel and I as parents and then Ava as a child who, you know, she's trying to communicate with us at times that she wants something or doesn't and maybe might be feeling a certain way and she can't express it. 
verbally and sometimes maybe not even physically she can't even tell us what's wrong which you know is a very scary thing to think about you know if your child has a headache I don't know I have no idea um for the most part she's always smiling so even if she didn't feel that great I wouldn't know right unless you know she learned to like point to whatever was hurting but we're not really there yet for the most part if she like bumps her head or something in that moment she'll grab it and she you know can express like hey like I just hit my head that didn't feel the greatest but like a headache specifically I can't even imagine what that would look like in our life so frustration on both ends because we, frustration from Ava trying to to communicate with us what she wants what she doesn't want and then frustration from us because we so desperately both want to be able to understand each other and there is a block in our road in this area. So I stressed very heavily in the IEP that this was an area that we really needed to start focusing on. And, um, you know, this district is a little bit different than the district that we were in before. So things are done a little bit different. So thankfully, um, they're going to reassess Ava and see where she's at. Um, I have been very open-minded to very different um, forms of, you know, devices or um, AAC, pod, all this kind of stuff. And um, right now we currently have a pod book and um, we're very new to it. So I understand that we wouldn't expect to see any results from Ava on her end for about a year at, at the minimum, right? Um, but I feel like Ava, just knowing how she is and how, um, let's see, what's the right word? She's just so driven by her iPad. Like this girl loves her iPad. She knows how to operate it. She knows how to get to specific apps. I feel like just the way that technology is going these days, that's a, a form of communication, some type of access to that is really going to be the key that we, we have What's held us back in the past from that is the fact that her fine motor skills haven't been the greatest. She can do a pointer finger at home, which sometimes she wasn't doing at school, so they never really saw it. Um, and I've seen her do it because I've seen her access specific apps. Like I know that I can see her, you know, definitely scanning the iPad and looking for a specific app and then actually um, successfully clicking on the app. What she does for the most part, though, is she does do an open palm um, swipe motion. And so that's been a huge kind of reason why they've been very hesitant um, where she at her current state of saying we feel confident that we can work in this area. So she's going to get reassessed. Um, they know where my heart is on that. And it actually sounds like the teacher and some of the staff is on board with that being the direction. But of course, you know, trial and error is where we're at, right? We're still at the very beginning of it, trying to figure out what's going to work, what might not work. Um, and just all of that, you know, working, we have the prompt buttons right now that they're working on trying to help Ava learn how to say, um, to shake her head yes and no. And, um, you know, it's all exciting stuff. Um, I think the challenge that we face with everything when it comes to learning and teaching Ava is this girl is so on fire for life. She is so excited and so busy all the time. Um, 
that it's hard to kind of ground her sometimes. And so, of course, like compression vest, we're, you know, incorporating that in at times. But for the most part, it is very challenging to try to get her, you know, to stay intent and focused for a good amount of time. Um, Because there's times where she will totally be able to access and, you know, do whatever was being prompted correctly. But for the most part, there's times where she'd rather be silly and kind of throw the object across the room, right? Because she thinks that's funny. So that's been a huge piece that we're trying to, you know, work on. And so um, requesting ABA services for behavior and kind of trying to teach some of that stuff, we're looking into that as well. And we're doing that through the um, regional center um, here in California. And so um, we're looking at that and hoping that we might get some good results from that. And hopefully we just get um, to see if that even is going to be a service that will be offered to Ava. And so that's kind of in the process at the moment. And then um, so we've got communication and then toileting, of course, is a huge one. I also requested to see if the ABA service would be able to provide this as well, um, just to start getting Ava into a routine better. And this is an area, you guys, where I told you that I struggle with because I definitely feel a little overwhelmed in this area. Um, I don't know. I would imagine that it's got to be the same kind of concept as us going to the park where it's just through consistency, through just getting her there and doing it is going to eventually produce results, which could take time. But for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, my gosh, the porcelain throne. I don't know, you know, and just navigating what does that look like? Um, You know, do I do it every 30 minutes, every hour, two hours? Like, what does that look like? Ava's not always consistent with um, he like when she is wet, when she isn't wet. So there's so many factors that go into this. And so just trying to figure that out, too. And I think for the most part. It's kind of one of those things where I realize that I've got to stop thinking about the what ifs and just make it happen and we make adjustments as we go and that doing something is better than just kind of like waiting for you know someone else and I think that's okay too in times because I mean we do you know we don't have a manual and it's great to be able to be taught by someone who's professionally been doing something especially when there are so many different um, components to Ava, right? Like, is she mentally ready? Does she understand? How is she going to communicate? Like, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. So there's so many other factors rather than just a typical toddler, like what we're going to have to do with Brody at some point, right? So I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, that one does for sure make me feel a little overwhelmed if I'm being completely honest with you. But I realize that the only way that I can potentially set my daughter up to completely thrive is to get gritty. And this is going to be those, this, this one moment that's for sure going to be very gritty. And it might be a season. It might be years. I have no idea. But I know that I've got to get it going. So I would just ask that you guys pray for me on that one. And just send me any tips that you guys have that you've done that has worked for you guys um, special needs mama or not, I'm open to it all, and um, I just appreciate it. So we've got communication, toileting, and then for physical therapy, we're still really working on just kind of the steadiness that Ava has. 
Um, being that we're at a new school with new staff that is very unfamiliar with Ava, they are all very cautious with her at this point, which is great. Um, but she, you know, she, I, I know Ava well enough that I've, I've seen how she's navigated with walking, you know, in the moments where she might lose her balance, but she repositions herself and readjusts and is able to catch herself from falling and walking on uneven surfaces for the most part. Um, and while it might look really unsteady, I do know that she has the strength to continue on, if that makes sense. So where we are right now, the staff is still continuing to work on uneven surfaces. Um, you know, for example, like the grass on the um, out on the field at school, the bark in the play area, which just a side note, can we get rid of bark? Can like, I'm like this whole bark thing, nobody, like if you fall in the bark, doesn't feel good. Bark in the shoes, not always the comfortable thing. Like, let's be real. Can we just do that spongy pad or something and sand too kind of gross because cats that come and crap and piss and all that stuff. No, thanks. Um, still not really sure why we still do that, but I don't know, just a little rant. I could be totally uneducated into the bark area, but I don't know. So they're working on that with her. And, um, you know, again, you know, working on um, balance, we might be looking at AFOs, which has never been addressed or it's never been a necessity or I don't even know if that's the right term to use. But in previous years, I have always, you know, re brought that subject up to the physical therapist. Hey, are we good? Does it look good? And for the most part, we've always, they've always said she doesn't need them. This new physical therapist is actually thinking that Ava might need them. And so that's a new road that we'll be going down too. And so automatically I'm already thinking, okay, if we go down that road, that route, I want to say road and route, you guys, <laughs> sorry, that road, um, you know, what is that going to look like with the shoes that she has currently? Because I understand that not all shoes are going to be able to fit the AFOs. Is that going to throw her off mentally, right? Because it's probably going to be a huge benefit physically for her um, to really help her feet and her calves and ankles and all of that. But I wonder if mentally it actually might do the opposite for Ava because she's been doing this already without the AFOs. So kind of those thoughts are coming to my mind, um, but we're going to address that a little bit later down the road and still working on some fine motor skills. Um, I'll tell you for the most part, I had really no reservations or hesitations on kind of what the team had brought to the table. I felt very confident that we were along the same lines um, and really thankful that we have a team that understands um, just you know, the busyness of Ava and also that she is a very quick and strong girl who does like to grab hair, pull clothes, and potentially occasionally bite people, um, which is also a form of communication at times. Sometimes I, it could just be her just, you know, trying to seek some oral sensor, sensory. I have no idea. So we're looking at getting a one-on-one -on -one for her in the classroom as well, which I'm very thankful for. So we've got a lot of great things going on, you guys. Um, 
Again, for me, never going into these scared or nervous, maybe excited nervous, like an anticipation of great things to come, excited to go to the drawing board and kind of figuring that out and, you know, um, what our next vision is looking like for Ava and kind of doing these in quarters, I guess, of like, okay, this is where we're at and this is kind of the goal and let's see how we can get there. And, um, you know, I think I mentioned that again in a previous episode where you look at the end result of what you want and then you go back, right? You, it's like these layers, like that end game, then like the step right before the end game, the step before that, the step before that to where you currently are. And like, let's work towards that in little pieces. Because I think it's easy for us as moms and even, you know, taking it way back when we first got diagnosed, when you first receive a diagnosis or, you know, kind of like, hey, you get this welcome to Holland type visit announcement, you can often feel like, oh my gosh, my child's not doing any of that stuff. How am I supposed to get there? Because you're where you are is like nowhere near them walking or talking or toileting or, you know, whatever it is. And I feel like it can get very overwhelming and make you automatically feel like you've already been defeated. Um, But I feel like if we can learn to start breaking some of this up into pieces and just focusing on small increments, I feel like it, it will allow us to stay in a healthy place mentally that will then allow us to present ourselves in the best way possible to our children Um, And vice versa, it also allows our children to not have such a huge goal that they feel too scared to to meet it, Um, but that we break it up and say, hey, like this is the goal and this is what we're going to focus on right now. And this moment matters because this moment is a puzzle piece to the end picture, right? So that's where we're at. Um, we're putting pins in a couple areas to revisit at her actual, um, yearly assessment. We just had an IEP officially done back in May. Um, but because we're at a new school, of course we had to do the 30 day, you know, revisit, kind of reassess, make sure that there was nothing that they wanted to change or if they did kind of all of that stuff. So really great feedback that we got with Ava, really excited for that. Um, excited for the team just collaborating on, you know, equipment. You know, Ava has an adaptive bike, which she is such a killer on. She is a beast on that bike, you guys. Um, and that might be a next mission that we look at on seeing to get Ava one here for the house. Um, definitely looking into that. So, um, I hope that you really enjoyed this. I definitely would love to continue this conversation Do you bring snacks to IEPs? What do you do if you do bring them? What kind of goodies do you bring? And maybe what are some adjustments or what are some things that you guys are focusing on? And let's just collaborate together because I think sometimes we don't always think of everything. And just having that conversation with other parents that are walking through similar things or not even similar things can spark some inspiration in, in each other. And I think that's really important. So I love all of you guys so much. I hope that you were blessed by this mess of a bonus episode and I will see you again on Wednesday.